USA, USA, USA. I'm still on this kick, Jesse. I'm sorry. I'm not going to not be on it. But of course, <laughs> welcome in uh, to another edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here uh, on PHNX. Rock flag and eagle, Gabriel. That's a reference you don't get, Jesse. Uh, anyway, this show's brought to you by the fine folks of the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. My name is Derek Monti, occasionally known as your mayor of PHNX. This guy next to me is the vice mayor. He's also the Thunderstick, one and only Jesse Friedman. All right, I'll bite, Derek. What does it mean? Rock, flag, and eagle. Go oh, ahead it's and explain a, it to me. It, it, no, I don't, I, I don't feel like explaining it to you. It's, an, it's, it's always sunny in Philadelphia reference, and you have to okay. watch the episode. I'm not ruining that for you, but... Uh, I will say that I'm very excited to watch the U.S. taking on Iran today in a must-win situation for USA. USA is up one to nothing. They should be up two to nothing on one of the closest offsides calls I've ever seen. I know this isn't a soccer podcast, uh, and I apologize for coming in hot with this. I'm just excited. Uh, I hope you guys are joining us here at halftime. We'll take we'll take anybody that loves sports to come on in. Don't worry about their halftime show. You'll get back to that soon enough. But uh, baseball does share Jesse some similarities to soccer. I feel like it is a sport that if you're not a fan of it, usually as you would probably attest to with your feelings of soccer, that you feel it's boring. Uh, I think people think that about baseball, but if you're a fan, you love the intricacies of the play. You really are into it. You couldn't, you couldn't even imagine someone calling it boring, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, which, which to be fair, I, I will say that I've come around on soccer, maybe just a slight bit, um, primarily just because I've seen, like, I've, Jesse. I've seen it's only for this reason. It's because I've seen some of the celebrations, uh, mm. like from around the world, yes. uh, and just during this, this crazy time. And, uh, and it's very entertaining to see, uh, just how crazy, uh of things people will do when their team scores because i don't know like <laughs> like baseball is just it, it is similar in some ways in that you know it's a long game and there aren't that many points scored right, right. which which i think is a lot of the reason people find baseball boring similar to how i might find soccer boring um but in but a things, sense things like can change things can change on a dime for both games right like all of a sudden out of right. nowhere these games can go from having you in a lull to them being very exciting very quickly right exactly um but in, in soccer it's not like there's i don't know like you can't you can't like single and then hit an rbi double and you know or you can't like bunt to a guy around the bases and then score him on a sacrifice fly it's sort of like you hit a home run or you don't in a sense right and i know there's more nuance to scoring goals than just like actually scoring the goal at the end but uh but yeah there's something about the fact that like I don't know. That moment is just always so big. Whereas right. in baseball, you could kind of manufacture, you could kind of small ball your way there. But in Understand- soccer, when you score, everyone's going crazy. And I do appreciate that. And in baseball, when you go up by one, you can't drop all your guys back defensively and just play a defensive game and not really worry about hitting the rest of the game. You know what I mean? Like soccer is very, very different when it comes to that. But uh, Michael in the comments says, I judge people who say baseball is boring and I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Uh, honestly, when people tell me that, my instant reaction is, "You, we aren't, we obviously will never connect. You and I will never see <laughs> eye to eye on anything. But that's only because baseball is one of the only sports where someone can have a 20-year career and still walk away, Jesse, at a time where you feel like, really? You're leaving? 
because MLB legend Miguel Cabrera announced in an interview on Monday that this upcoming season will be his last. Uh, Cabrera told MLB.com, I think it's going to be my last year. It feels a little weird to say that. I thought I'm not going to say never, but I think it's time to say goodbye to baseball. Yeah, I mean, what's crazy, he still had a, a vesting option, uh, vesting options in both 2024 and 2025 built into his <laughs> <Right>? contract. So <laughs> right? it's wild to me that there was ever any potential for it to possibly go uh, longer than it has already gone. Uh, this is a eight-year, $240 million deal uh, that Miguel Cabrera is about to enter the final year of, uh, which still blows my mind. Um, but yeah, I mean, Miguel Cabrera has just been an absolute legend for his entire career, right? He's one of uh, three guys in NLAL history who has 3,000 hits. Um, he has 500 home runs, right? He's probably the best Venezuelan player uh, to ever play the game. Uh, so yeah, I mean, he's gonna, he's gonna leave this sport knowing that he won, what is it? Two MVP awards and was an all-star 12 times, although 12 times uh, to be, yeah, yeah. To be fair, this most recent all-star appearance, not, not so sure that was totally deserved. Uh, that for sure. Yeah, absolutely. It, it might've been one of those, uh, situations where it was just an honor, just like it was given to Albert Pujols, but you know what? Uh, I think these guys, for the length of time that they've played in this game and what they've contributed to this game, they deserve to go out with that. And I think that maybe yeah. that was the reason why. Maybe they were unsure if Cabrera might even come back next season, considering where he was at in his career. Like you said, he had the possibility for his career to be so old it could drink, Jesse. That's how long we're talking. And not only that, but when we're talking a 20-year career, his batting average is just absurd. A career 308 hitter over 20 yeah. fucking years, Jesse. He's a career 308 hitter. I don't even know how that's possible. Uh, that's absurd to me. Uh, I, I guess I will go on to ask you since uh, I'll, I'll consider this your generation because I don't think you and I have the same generation, but uh, is he the greatest first baseman of this generation? Hmm. Uh, I mean, Albert Pujols and, and him are, I mean, that's, uh, right. That's, that's, that's tough. Um, I, I feel like you'd have to probably side with Albert Pujols if we're comparing the two, but, um, but yeah, I mean, Albert, I mean, Miguel Cabrera is, that does, I don't want to take anything away from the fact that Miguel Cabrera has still had just an unbelievable, uh, major league career. And I mean, he has some accolades that, um, that Albert Pujols, I don't, I don't even believe has. So, yes. um, so yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of merit in what Miguel Cabrera has been able to accomplish in the big leagues. And going back to your point about him being a career 308 hitter, what really blows my mind is that he's only hitting 262 uh, over the last six seasons. Uh, so that number has really been on its way down for quite a while, sure. but it was just so good during the prime of his career that it almost hasn't mattered, you know, how he's fallen off over the last um, nearly decade, really. I mean, his career is somewhat analogous to Albert Pujols's in that, you know, a, a lot of the damage that he did was in that first, you know, 10 or 15 years. And then after that, things have really, have really dropped off for him. The only thing he didn't do was win a world, uh, or excuse me, a home run derby. He is a world series champion, but he didn't win a home run derby. And, uh, that's something that, uh, I'm sure eats away at him a little bit. That's something of that course. he probably would have liked to have <laughs> under his belt as all those other accolades he has. But uh, we did get to see in his, in his native country of Venezuela, uh, they had the Venezuelan winter league home run derby 
Ronald Acuna Jr. walk it off with a win in the final round and be absolutely uh, pummeled here by uh, the the fans or, or other players storming the field. Here it is. Home run number six is all he needed. And the people go crazy, Jesse. I love this. It's like you said earlier about the soccer celebrations. This gets me so hyped. I don't know how, but we just need more of this. I don't know if these are fellow all-stars, fellow players. I don't know who these people are, but this is uh this is exciting. This is the this is the only appropriate reaction to Correct. a guy winning the home run derby, right? And and I'm I'm fully convinced that this, this <laughs> oh my gosh. This Everybody this should out. <laughs> this should trickle down all the way to the Arizona Fall League home run derby, Derek. Yes. I, I really think yes. that they should allow all the kids and everyone to just storm on the field Let's uh, uh, on top of whoever wins. Okay, maybe maybe they're not actually about to take that advice. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. There's just something it's about so a home easy. run derby. The, wall, the wall's so small, you just step over it and you're on the field. That's how easy it is, Jesse. Uh, yeah, no, I don't know. I, I need I need more storming of the field by fans. Uh, Mark Solera in our comments, who was there at the home run derby, says those kids uh, in all ex- in all caps because yeah, those kids were uh, tiny piranha, and I could only imagine them storming the field. But yes, you're right. We need that. We need that in the fall league. Uh, this derby lineup, by the way, was kind of bonkers, Jesse. Uh, a lot of names you might recognize, including a uh, friend, friend of the show, friend of the D-backs, Eduardo Escobar in this home run derby. You got Wilson Contreras, Eugenio Suarez, Jose Altuve, Glaber Torres, to name just a few. Ronald Acuna Jr., obviously your winner in there. This is a, uh, this is not what I was expecting out of a Venezuelan winter league, uh, home run derby. What do, why don't, do these guys not get enough baseball? Over 162 games? Jesse, what is going on? The only name that really sticks out to me, to be totally honest, if we can pull it back up one more time, is uh, Balbino Fuenmayor. <laughs> Fuenmayor. That is, his Nailed name it. is Balbino. Yeah. What an incredible baseball yeah. name. Yeah. Yeah, the great Balbino, right? That's all, <laughs> that's, that writes itself. Oh, I'm looking man. at his uh I'm looking at his baseball reference page and uh Balbino Fuenmayor, which I'm probably entirely butchering his name. Um <laughs> I don't think you are. He I, was, I'm, I'm digging the way you're pronouncing it. You're you're digging it? Okay. Yeah. Uh I have him like playing some rookie ball with the Blue Jays like like 15 years ago. Uh and other than that, it looks like he kind of bounced around the minors but didn't really last. And so there you go. Now he's doing his thing there. But yeah, it is wild to see so many recognizable names there, right? Eduardo Escobar is in there. And, um, you know, it's it's a, a super fun event, I'm sure, to attend. And obviously, like you're saying, these guys just don't get enough baseball. So obviously uh, not. Obviously hopefully not. they feel uh, a little bit more satisfied at this point of the winter. Uh, Michael scolded me in the chat he said there's no such thing as too much baseball Derek you should know this uh Gabriel updated us uh with this information according to Cody Decker winter league ball pays you in a literal bag full of cash like is there a better way to get paid than a bag full of cash like a cartoon style duffel <laughs> like a bag like does it have a little dollar sign on the front because I'm fucking in I totally understand this now getting paid in a bag of cash come on now uh, especially if it's actually under a table, like if they hand you the bag of cash, Jesse, 
uh, physically under a table physically under a better. table couldn't get any better than that but uh, i'll <laughs> tell you what won't take a bag of cash is a brand new phnx diehard membership if you haven't signed up for one i don't know what you're waiting for uh we we want to get you out this free stuff our our deals are over that doesn't matter if you sign up to get a diehard membership over at phnx you will get yourself a free phnx shirt or hat and you will get one every year after renewal 20% off every merchandise order at the PHNX Locker, exclusive merchandise just for you, a membership card, sticker pack that we'll send out to you, special diehard-only offers from our PHNX partners, as well as discounts to all of our events. We have, uh, obviously, the diehard-only Discord, Discord Lounge, which is the best place to be an Arizona sports fan, as well as our diehards-only newsletter from PHNX beat writers like Jesse Friedman. Jesse. What uh want to update us on uh what they missed out on if they're not a diehard member on the last uh last or first I should say first edition of the full count. Yeah, yeah, the first edition of the full count was a deep dive into uh Zach Gallon and specifically his changeup, uh looking into how his changeup performed this last year and the fact that it's actually kind of taken a few steps back, Derek. It's crazy to think that a guy who, you know, just finished fifth in Cy Young voting in the National League uh, might have had one of his pitches actually take a step back. But that's actually what we saw in 2022. And it got me thinking, like, how good could this guy be if he's able to get that pitch back uh, to the to the way that it's been in the past? So um, so I kind of looked into uh, the way that Gallon's changeup has performed in years past and uh, some ideas of maybe how he can get it back to that point. Well, if you haven't signed up for that diehard membership, please do so. If you're watching this right now live on your favorite PHNX, uh, excuse me, if you're watching this live right now on the PHNX YouTube channel, make sure to subscribe there. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss whenever we go live. And also, if you're listening to us on your favorite audio podcasting app, which you should do even if you did watch us live, uh, subscribe there and leave us a review. We appreciate you for doing so. Uh, Jesse, I'm excited for this. This is probably... Because I, I was no I was not part of this decision, but I am so excited to discuss today's movie review with you because it's time for another edition of Jesse hasn't seen it, and this time around Jesse hasn't seen, which shocks shocks me. Field of Dreams. <laughs> I, I say that because look, I've learned I've learned not to be surprised by you and the movies you haven't seen. And I understand, again, that it wasn't so much like you being restricted from watching certain movies as much as you just not having cable and watching movies at all in any way, shape, or form, really. Which, that the yeah. reason why this, the, this baffles me, because this falls into the category of being both wholesome and a baseball movie and something I would think that you would have been shown at some point in your life. But, uh, yes, I am so just excited to hear what you have to say about this film all right so I'll, I'll kick it off by saying just like my my initial reaction to field of dreams was what the heck is going on like what is happening with this plot with this baseball field that all of these people keep coming back from the dead to play baseball on i have to admit that coming into it that this was not at all my perception of the movie. Obviously I've seen like little clips and whatnot of field of dreams because of the field of dreams game, uh, which I've watched both times that it's happened. Sure. Sure. And so, uh, 
So, so what was your was, perception of it coming in? What was your perception? I thought it was, I thought there was more of an emphasis on um, Ray's relationship with his dad. Uh, okay. When in reality that, I mean, that, that does wind up being a big deal, but throughout the vast majority of the movie, that's not really what you're thinking about. Um, right. The iconic moment of, you know, uh, can I have a catch? That whole thing is yeah. not near is is not nearly what I expected it to be. Um, it's it's almost a plot twist, right? I mean, it's supposed it to be the 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 twist ending that you're just like, yeah, of course. Like <laughs> I knew like that what's gonna happen, right? I mean, I I, I right. can't imagine in a million years being surprised by the ending of that. Yet I could also see them thinking that they were so clever in, in the way that they put that ending together uh not a fan not a fan of this whole movie but anyway continue please i don't want to i don't want to get in your way too much here no no you're good so uh so we can go ahead and roll through some of the screenshots so like last time i just pulled some screenshots that i thought were interesting that i that uh are interesting talking points so uh while ray is building the field on his property there's this crowd of people who comes to watch him and mm -hmm. derek i am convinced that this is more than the entire population of Iowa. There's no way that there's enough people in Iowa uh, that just generally exist to possibly show up in this number, right? I mean, yeah. we're in the middle of we're in the middle of the country. This is farmland. There's not like right. You don't have like neighbors living like right behind your house or something that are watching what you're doing. So uh, this is the first part of the movie. Uh, that really bothered me. I don't know if you have any any thoughts to share on that on that point. Yeah, the guy's fucking plowing his field. Like, really, would a crowd show up to watch him make a baseball field? Could you imagine that? Could you imagine gathering around one of your neighbor's houses because he decided to put in a basketball court? Like, what in the fuck, right? Like, why? Why? I mean, I get it. I get the the mystique, the fairy tale that they were trying to create here. I get that they were kind of like watching a madman go to work who believed he was hearing voices in his head and all. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, but still to go, even if that's the case, you're going to go gawk at a man with mental illness who is just plowing, <laughs> a, plowing his own field. Like this is crazy. <laughs> all right. We can go to the next screenshot. Um, well, so here, so, so <laughs> all right. So number one, I think he kind of looks like Joey Votto. Uh, we're talking about Shoeless very, Joe Jackson here. Ray Liotta, very much so. Rest in peace, yeah. Ray Liotta. Absolutely looks like Joey Votto. But the most detestable thing possibly about the entire movie, in my opinion, Derek, is that Shoeless Joe Jackson shows up and he has shoes. <laughs> wearing shoes. Yeah. <laughs> He's wearing shoes. Yeah. And I am. I didn't pay super close attention, but I do not recall a point throughout the movie where Shoeless Joe Jackson ever was actually shoeless correct me if i'm wrong derek maybe nope, there was you're not time. wrong you're not wrong and the ghost of shoeless joe come on like he's really concerned about having shoes on there's yeah a, there's a legacy to live up to here right right absolutely yeah, so that was uh that was also just extremely disappointing uh if we go to the next one um i'm just gonna stick with shoeless joe jackson here because sure. i just have i just have lots of content um, about Shoeless Joe Jackson and all the things that irritated me. So, yeah. so I I was looking at his swing and the fact that he kept, you know, he kept just destroying the cover off the baseball right when uh, when Ray goes out and and throws some batting practice and whatnot. 
But if you look at his swing closely, Derek, and I and I caught a nice freeze frame here, he is not at all looking at the ball. He is not looking at the ball, make contact with the bat. He, he is sure looking isn't. straight ahead where every baseball player knows you will never make a lick of contact if you're not trying to see the bat make contact with the ball. So here's strike two against Shoeless Joe Jackson. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. Do you have any other Shoeless Joe random attacks? I have one more. We... I have okay, I have please. one more. Let's go ahead. <laughs> so, and this just kind of, this is just a launching pad for the rest of the movie for our discussion about the rest of the movie. Uh, because here's Shoeless Joe walking into the corn, and he just disappears. And Derek, I need your help because I still don't understand what is happening in these moments when people go and step into the corn. And then they just suddenly disappear. What 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 is what is going on here? What is your what's your interpretation? Uh, this is this is them like going passing on to the afterlife. Is it not? Is it uh, like that's what I feel like it is? Right, them ascending because remember this isn't heaven. This is Iowa, uh, and of right. course that might be them going off to heaven. I I that's what I always thought. It was just them moving on because it's the dead people that are doing but why that, right? like but why like the cornfield why do they specifically go there when they step into the like into where all of the corn is but that doesn't happen anywhere else on the field am i just supposed to take that as being that's just sort of how the system works deal with it it's just yeah. one of those situations pretty pretty much pretty much okay uh, all right and i and there's a lot of people saying you're being nitpicky in the comments, which I, I understand uh, you're really judging Ray Liotta's ability to look like a baseball player. But uh, <laughs> I will say this about this movie. I think that this plot sucks. I think this movie sucks. I'm not a fan of this movie. I don't find it to be rewatchable in any way, shape or form. But what I did notice upon rewatching it uh, is that the acting is incredible. And I think yeah, I would say the so. acting is what makes this such a good movie in a lot of people's minds. That's that's what I I feel like. Yeah. What uh, I'm curious, what what bothers you most about the plot? I don't really even know where to begin with the plot. At Man, large. I mean, I don't know, like the entire idea of that. His father's ruined relationship was arguing over uh, fucking you know, the, the, his hero being a criminal, right? Like that's ridiculous that that's the rift between yeah. you two. Uh, <laughs> the, there's, I mean, there's just all sorts of dumb shit, but I think mostly it felt like a waste of time. Like it's one of those movies that I don't feel afterwards. Like I enjoyed it. Like that, that I, that I watched a film that entertained me in any way. Right. It's all, it's the equivalent in a way to me of like, when you find out at the end of a movie that it was all a dream sequence and the person just nodded yeah. off and fell asleep and not, none of what you watched actually happened. Uh, it's the same feeling of emptiness that uh, the show Lost left me with after watching so many seasons and being in like chat rooms talking about it. All sorts of stuff. Don't even get me started on that. That's a whole other. Uh, we could do one of our G-rated shows about that alone. But anyway, uh, I, I just... There's so many baseball movies that I love and I hold dearly because I just love baseball. So it, it it's always 
it, 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 like it's always a step up above any other sports movie if it's a baseball movie like most of my favorite movies are baseball movies but this one i just i have zero desire ever to watch it again it's easily passable if it, even if it's on tv like there's no scenes in the movie that i'm like ooh, i'm gonna stick around and just uh catch this one scene because i really enjoy this part but i yeah. will say like i said when you watch it again you realize how incredible all everybody in the movie is as an actor yeah and i think that's really what what makes it an elite movie in people's mind mark says this right. movie is the d-backs bullpen of movies god i blush god bless you i love you so much. <laughs> all right let's see jesse's uh let's let's see it let's see it let's see your review here are the ratings so Here's we've got once again this is on the zero to a hundred scale so 50 is like average right so i've got the music at a 94 i felt that was worth mentioning because uh, i think it's i think it's james horner who wrote the music um who used to do a bunch of movies back in the day um yeah the music is iconic and i was somewhat familiar with the music going in because they played so much of it during uh the actual field of dreams game uh there are lots of iconic moments in this movie uh there's no question about that um, which has been honestly probably the most fun part for me of just going back and and actually watching these baseball movies that I probably should have watched like 15 years ago um, is just that they have so many so many big moments right like you're killing yeah. me Smalls is in Sandlot yeah. um, and and you know there were some more some more moments like that in this movie that of course I've heard a million times in other places and now I know where they come from uh even if i was sort of underwhelmed by (laughs) where they came from uh the plot i have is a 21 derek uh we could go into it more but it's as fuck jesse it's it's just kind of a mess i (laughs) it was like somewhat difficult to follow and i don't know we're like really going on road trips like going all over the place because he's hearing these voices yeah i don't know like there, there's not really like there's not really like a conflict and then a solution it's just like kind of him going around doing all these crazy things and his wife being uh on board because she's just cool like that i guess and his lets wife him go is cool around and fun. do whatever you're ab- yeah you're absolutely right about his wife and how much she lets him get away with uh for sure but like moonlight graham was just minding his own business it sounded like he was having a better life after baseball than he ever had in baseball and you're just going around bothering this guy now to come back and and have some yeah business and baseball like what the hell like i thought and, the moral and you're like, was that he had a better life afterwards right yeah yeah that uh, didn't make any sense and like and there's also the whole thing with him being transported back to 1972 yes, so that the man is yes. actually alive uh mm. there's just so many just bizarre things along the way that were very hard for me to buy into um but yeah, overall, Derek, I'm going with a 42, which I think hey, is Ricky, honestly you were pretty good. generous. God, I fucking hate that part so much. I hate this movie <laughs> so much. Uh, yes, you're very generous on all of your rankings, I think, looking at your rankings, to be honest. But uh, I also understand what you're saying. Like, when you haven't seen movies, my daughter, obviously, being 11 years old, hasn't seen a lot of stuff, right? Uh, and I'm not comparing you to my 11 year old daughter. But I <laughs> She's managed. probably seen more uh, than I have. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But like, there is definitely this thing where my daughter like recognizes these scenes in movies that, or from shows that kind of made, made or I guess parodied or 
just kind of, you know, paid homage to these iconic scenes from movies. Uh, and then she actually finally sees the movie and she goes, Oh, that's what this is from. You know, like, I'm, and it's funny to me for her to discover yeah. this stuff. But like you said, because of pop culture and, and just everything uh, you, you get a chance to see a lot of these iconic moments. If you, if you haven't even seen the movie or have any idea what it's about uh any any final thoughts on field of dreams i think i i i gave up on trying to find characters that were like you and me but i will say that this might be the only movie at least that i'm aware of where the best character's name is karen so just throwing that out there i thought karen was a pretty great character yeah i can't argue with that i cannot argue with that uh let's uh sean if you could throw that up back up there because i do like the fact that you went after shoeless joe's uh hitting mechanics oh i did right yeah. yeah yeah i talked about that before which granted yes might be me being a little bit nitpicky on an, nah. on an actor's ability to to uh <laughs> swing a baseball nope. bat but nope. yes yeah, so we have a 27 on the zero to 100 scale for uh uh shoeless joe jackson's hitting mechanics i also have a 36 in here for rewatchability it's not really a movie that i care to watch ever again um <laughs> unless I I don't know. I I thought it would be like I I thought it was going to be the kind of movie where, you know, I I wasn't expecting to be as entertained as I was with uh The Sandlot or with Major League. Both of those are just really fun to watch. Um but uh yeah, th- this one just uh, what I was expecting was something a little bit more heartwarming, but like just kind of a nice, sweet story. Yeah. But it really wasn't. It was nope. just weird. <laughs> just a guy disturbing the dead, basically. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, the, the I guess the entire idea there was that the 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 person he was talking about was his dad, right? If you build it, he will come, and that's uh, yeah, essentially yeah. what it came down to, right? So, but again, I don't feel like that was. I mean, I get it. I, I get it, but after a while, like when it kept going on and he built the field and they were playing and everything, <laughs> you, you knew you knew where it was going. And so it's not it's not even like their big twist will really catches you too much off guard. But I will tell yeah. tell you this: if you are going to watch that movie, if you haven't watched it, make sure to do so on some OGs edibles because that's probably the only <laughs> way that you should watch this movie. Maybe it'll make sense to you if you do. <laughs> Whoever wrote the plot of this movie was definitely. <laughs> <laughs> on some ogs on at the time yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it, was a, it was a heartwarming short story jesse that got turned into a book that got turned into a movie it's your classic case of it was probably had a point and it probably got to it fairly quickly in the short story now here um, we are debating this movie you know 20 years later and 30 years later however old this movie is and my god uh, uh i still don't find it enjoyable but maybe if i was on ogs i would and of course uh, they have a wide variety of my favorite flavors. Uh, of course, they also have that sleep edition gummy. So make sure to try out OGs, especially that sleep edition gummy, uh, aqua berry flavored and fantastic. Give you the best night's sleep that you ever had. As always, you can find them at your local dispensary. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy uh, and enjoy responsibly. Right now, right now, uh, there is a World Cup watch party going on at Four Peaks Brewing Company. And from what what I heard, as the kids would say, it's it's off the chain, Jesse. Uh, they are uh, having a fun time down there. U.S. I think is still up one nothing. I have no idea because, of course, I'm doing this show about pod about baseball. Sean's given me 
the yes. So yes, we are still good on that. But of course, uh, if you're down there right now, I hope you're having a great time. If you're missing out on it, make sure to come down tomorrow, Wednesday, November 30th, kickoff, uh, noon kickoff, 11 a.m. is what time the watch party starts. They're going to have beer specials, giveaways, guest appearances, and more. Uh, $3 kilt lifters and wow wheat pints and a 22-foot screen. So make sure to come on down to the Four Peaks Brewing Company, 8th Street Pub, and join us for this World Cup bonanza. We're having a good time, and hopefully USA can advance and continue this good time. Uh, another person that was hoping to advance, Jesse, is a brand new chess player. Uh, not sure if you're familiar, but brand new to the chess world is Joey Votto, professional chess player slash grandmaster, playing in his first uh, chess tournament. This tweet went out from the Cincinnati Reds official account. Uh, we know it's official because it says official. Thanks, Elon. Uh, future Hall of Famer, future grandmaster, uh, Joey Votto, playing in his first over-the-board chess tournament. And according to an update from his Instagram, Jesse, it did not go well. Uh, mm. he said first over the board chess tournament, wish me good luck. Uh, the reds wished him good luck saying good luck King. Four hours later, he says, I got flattened by a nine-year-old more like pawn. Nine-year-olds are vicious when it comes to chess. Uh, I, I've, I've seen some nine-year-olds just go absolutely crazy, uh, with a chess board in the past. It's amazing. Uh, what some kids can do when they have the proper training. Uh, I was not one of those nine-year-olds to get said training. <laughs> and uh, I'm horrible at chess, Derek. A lot of people assume that I would be good at chess because uh, I have this this analytical mind and you know yeah. I, I was the math major in college and all this Correct. stuff. But yeah. I just don't have the, uh, I don't know, I don't have like the foresight that you need in order to like plan moves out and anticipate what your opponent is going to do. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess what I'm saying is Joey Votto uh, need not be ashamed of, of his, of of his performance because there are many nine-year-olds in the world that could absolutely destroy me at chess (laughs) if they tried. I, I think, I wonder if this was a case where he also didn't take this opponent seriously, especially considering that he's a professional athlete and here he is in this tournament sitting down across from a nine-year-old and there's gotta be a part of your brain that thinks like, I got to take it easy on this kid. I don't want to like, you know, look like a jackass coming out here and smashing some (laughs) nine-year-old in chess. But then there's also has to be a part that thinks, oh my God, I can't lose to a nine-year-old in this tournament. And uh, maybe all of that combined together for just a little too much pressure for Mr. Votto. I don't know. But uh, I will say that I always knew I picked, I knew I picked the right office MVP because before we got on air, our very own Sean DePaz was telling us how he's an absolute king at chess. Of course, no surprise there. He's good at something else. Once again, Uh, he was on the chess club. He has a chess trophy, Jesse. Wow. These are all all words (laughs) that came out of his mouth that I just am still kind of thunderstruck by, you know, I'm just still here flabbergasted by the things that he said to me before we came out. But I'm also really looking forward to Joey Votto's post baseball career because this, this for me establishes that Joey Votto should have like a show where he goes and does stuff that he's bad at considering he's so good at baseball. And I would watch that show. I would subscribe to a streaming service that had that show available on it just to watch that show. So 
uh, yeah, I think that that there's a good chance that his post-baseball career might be maybe even more entertaining than his time on the field. Oh, it's 100% going to be more entertaining than his time <laughs> on the field. There's no question about that. Uh, I feel like Joey Votto has to be a prime candidate for um, like John Boy. I imagine we'll probably make a run at Joey Votto because he's just like so incredibly fun and everyone loves him. And yeah, um, they, I mean, whoever picks up Joey Votto, they're going to have a ton of viewers because he just has a way of, um, I don't know, just being so entertaining when he's talking about baseball and his love for the sport and how passionate he is about expanding the game and trying to get more, more kids interested in it and whatnot. So um, he's going to be great for baseball uh, yeah. wherever he goes after he's done uh, playing the game, which it will be weird when a day comes when Joey Votto is no longer on the baseball diamond itself. But we might uh, we might not be too far away from the end of those days. So we'll we'll see. We're there with Miguel Cabrera, who is a guy that I both forget still plays in baseball, and yet it will yeah, be weird. Yeah. <laughs> it will be weird that he doesn't play baseball anymore, much like Albert Pujols as well, right? So uh the 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 end of an era for both of those guys. And- I'm I'm wondering, I'm wondering with Miguel Cabrera, like, do we think that he's gonna pull an Albert Pujols where his last year is not just, you know, like a sentimental you know, farewell tour where he goes. Yeah. Yeah. Like is Miguel Cabrera going to come out and hit 35 bombs next year for the Tigers and like carry them into the postseason or something is, as one last hurrah. I don't know. I wouldn't for it. Yeah. Like (laughs) I don't don't think that team's good enough, but that would be fun. It feels impossible. Uh, yeah, especially for the Tigers to actually make the playoffs, but even for Miguel Cabrera to have like a vintage Miguel Cabrera season, even that sort of feels impossible at this point, given where his level of performance has been the last few years. But I don't know, Derek, uh, these baseball legends have a way of going out with with something memorable. So we'll see if uh, Miguel Cabrera is able to pull that off. I I I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. So uh, here's the thing. If you haven't done so already, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Make sure to sign up uh, and get yourself some free money using our promo code of PHNX. Download the app now. Use promo code PHNX and place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game, and you will get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code PHNX only at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And yes, Jesse, uh, I'm going to say continue to bet on the Phoenix Suns. That's my best piece of advice uh, as far as sports betting goes. Uh, The Suns are legit. And also make sure to check Gerald's uh, piece out on Damian Lee because he has a very good piece that is unlocked over at gophnx.com along with Jesse's articles that you can all get over at gophnx.com. If you haven't had a chance to do so, check those out because they are available to you whether you are a diehard member or not. Well, that's all I got this today. At least for today, I got I got a U.S. men's national team match to go get caught up on Jesse, but I'm excited uh, for soccer and baseball. I see you can love both. You don't have to just love one, but you can also hate Field of Dreams, even if you love baseball movies. Uh, these these things can all exist in the same world. Uh, what until- should I uh, What should I watch next week, Derek? Should we? Should you know we what? Pick something. Let's get it out to the people. Let's put one uh, a okay. poll up on Twitter. Let's get some ideas. 
from our listeners and our viewers and make sure we get everybody else involved because uh, I would not have given you field of dreams to watch. I feel like that. No, I, I selected that basically myself when, when uh, I was hosting with Sean last week, I was basically like, Hey, I think I'm going to do field of dreams because it's like so iconic, right? Like I want to understand uh, you know, why the, why the movie literally has been turned into like its own game that major league baseball has done the last couple of years. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm utterly disappointed. So I don't I don't I don't trust myself to make these decisions anymore. So yes, yeah. we should uh, we should get we'll the, go, people we'll go involved the people involved. We right. Well, hello <laughs> and welcome to disappointment, Jesse. Of course. Uh, in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. Our show is at PHNX underscore Dbacks, but of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you guys again for being here, being in the chat. We appreciate your time. Uh, we hope you guys have a wonderful day. We hope Team USA goes on to do big things. Uh, of course, uh, um, on behalf of Sean, the MVP, Jesse, and myself, we always appreciate you guys showing up and joining us. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you have a 20-year career and hit 308.